After a night of secrets, revelations at midnight meetings, what truths were revealed? What remains unsaid? And what was said that was truly honest? Only time will tell. Now, as morning dawns on this new day, everyone gathers together and sets out from the compound. You make your way to one of the northwestern gates of Almorin. No one has arranged travel for you or anything of that sort, and as you're going through and even trying to find horses or wagons, there are pretty slim pickings, because there are rumors, at least, that Count Algier is putting out requisition orders for all beasts of burden and carts and wagons and things like that just in the past week or so, and the commoners, at least, have been basically robbed of their possessions in one way or another. And so as you head out of Almorin on foot and make your way on one of the smaller, not-so-often-traveled roads heading northwest, a direct line to the river known as the Neck and Marehold in the distance. I also, as we're uh, traveling here, Lyrian reaches into his back pocket and pulls out the bone knife and discreetly hands it to Reese and says, You better hold on to this. I think you might be able to make more use of it than I can. If you think so, then... Sure, and he takes it and quickly stuffs it into his cloak. Where it falls to the ground, because cloaks don't normally have pockets. <laughs> but this one does. <laughs> at the beginning of his expedition, Ifran looks at everybody here and he says, My friends, I hope you are all well rested. Hopefully, this will not be a dangerous journey, but who knows what lays in store. So, just to be clear, this is a task given to be by my leader. Therefore, I am in charge of this party as long as we are on this mission. If you have a complaint or you do not like something, please tell me. But I expect you all to follow me and to listen when I make decisions. We cannot come together as a group if there is infighting, if you do not trust me, and if I do not trust you. So, I will ask one time before we leave, are there any issues that you have with me? None from me. You do understand this territory better than us, and I believe you have a far better understanding of what lies in store for us, so we are at your command. Very well. I am making the decision to trust you. I ask that you would do the same for me. Please, do not make me regret it. Luca gives a nod, like, very well. Lyrian looks at Ifran and says, Well, you have heard our leader, and I defer to his judgment on this. I will follow. Very well. Off we go. We have a long journey ahead of us. Very well. Lead the way. So as they're walking, Luca starts whistling in a terrible whistle <laughs> and pulls out three colorful balls that he begins to juggle. Can you juggle? Nothing fancy, nothing like a performance juggling, but just like just like a slight of just like a oh, just tossing up in the air and catching them. Okay, practice. Keep your skills sharp. Just something to keep, <laughs> keep them occupied while we walk. <laughs> Luca, you are a man of many talents. You did not tell me you could juggle. I mean, it's not terribly fancy, to be honest. I would never do it to to show anyone. It's just something to keep my hands busy while we walk. Mm. Very good. Did you learn that from your home? Indeed. Something. Ah, you teach the children. Keep them occupied in the corner. So tell me, we have some time. Do all of the children in the East learn to juggle? I couldn't say. Uh, from where I'm from, it's something common to know, to pick up, to forget. It's nothing special, but also nothing so common as to be unexceptional. Interesting. Please, tell me more of your home. It is a fine place, to be honest. Hot, humid. Our great cities lie in the middle of jungles. The empire spans really as far as a man can travel in a month, and then another month after that, in any direction from the capital. But it's not the largest place. However, we are strong, strong enough to keep people out of our jungle, and 
strong enough to keep our population happy for the most part. Uh, there are always problems, but no one, no land is perfect. I find it interesting, intriguing, that I have never heard of this empire, yet it is so vast, full of a culture unknown to us, separated merely by an ocean and the mountains. There is a world outside of this one which we do not know. There is a world of which you do not know. Though I must be honest with you, I know very little of this world. Perhaps it is less of a distance and more of the challenge that separates us. As this conversation is happening, we'll take a step over to where Mick and Reese are conversing. So we're just walking along and um, Reese steps a little bit closer to Mick. So, Mickey, I couldn't help but notice the first time we saw you were playing a beautiful lute. You mean this one I'm playing here? Yeah, I do mean that one indeed. May I see it for a second? Be my guest. Are you an expert in the lute? In the lute, no, but in, as he's taking it, the pan flute, actually, yes. And he, and, and, <laughs> You're an expert in the pan flute? And never he, has there ever been a better pan well, flute player than I. And so he takes the lute, inspects it. Gives some nods of approval, plucks a few strings, and then hands it back. Well, I think perhaps we will have to work out a, a bit of a duet for some show. It could come in handy, especially at a ball. I would be honored. Yes. Very well, yes. then. Um, I will practice up a bit more, and then perhaps we can come together and play a little something. And I, I whip out my pan flute and just kind of begin playing a, a light little marching ditty. As you start... We are some jolly travelers. Mainly, okay. I'm just trying to overpower the whistling of Luca. Oh, no. After Luca starts hearing the other music, he stops whistling. Oh, okay. He's well aware of his ability in, in uh, whistling <laughs> in <the> well. <laughs> he just can't stand the silence. Alright, so oh, then the day goes on pretty uneventfully. You stop halfway through just for a quick break, consume some travel rations, and as you are now going further along, you begin to hear water, which is the neck, which is the river that divides these countries. And this land is marked by many streams and little swamps and then plains of grass and then these rolling barrow hills topped with stones. And as the sun is beginning to set, what do you do? My friends, I believe it would be good, especially for Lyrian. We should make camp. We are here in the stream barrows, as you can see, aptly named for the streams and the barrows. I would caution each of you to please remain quiet. There are creatures which patrol these areas called lumbers. They walk around on their hands and feet. They're very strong, and normally they do not give travelers much trouble. But if we were to make noise to disturb them and their wanderings, then it could spell bad news for each of us. And you are off the beaten path here. You're no longer traveling on roads. You are making your own headway through these mm, lands. Okay. Please keep the sound to a minimum. However, it is safe to make a fire. They do not have eyes with which to see the light. Do they have large snouts, uh, whiskers out the sides, almost as if they like burrowing? No, no. I know the creatures you speak of, and these are not them. A lumber is something altogether different. They are very large and very strong, and they have thick hides pulled tight over enormous muscle and bone. However, they are not particularly aggressive, but will attack if startled or frightened. Regardless, it would be wise to avoid them. Would it be wise to post a watch? If there are those who can go without sleep, then yes. Very well, then I will take the first watch. Seems that all of you are more tired than me. Never want to say no to sleep. <laughs> Agreed. Thank you, Mickey. I'll say it for the next four hours, and then Lyrian can take over. Cool. 
Very well. And Reese at this point checks with Efran. Is there anything else you need help with before we settled in? No. Help? No. But perhaps talk with me a moment. Of course. Of course. What can you tell me about your journey here to the Fell? Efran, I, I can't help but notice that you've become increasingly more, not suspicious, but wary, I will say, of the, the stories that Luca has been telling you of our origins. Reese, I will be honest with you, if you will be honest with me. Does that seem like a fair arrangement? More than fair. Very well. Then, Reese, I will tell you this. Your arrival in the Fell is most unusual. I have traveled all across the Fell, and I have never heard a single story of a land to the east. Three people come to me out of the blue. People whose race I have never seen before. You always wear a mask. I do not know what is underneath, but I do not think it is like anything I have ever seen. You tell me vague stories of how you came here, only that you wish to kill the Count. For what reason, I do not know. So I believe it is only natural that I wish to ease my mind. You see, it is very confusing. And I wish to know the people that I travel with, that I will depend on. So tell me, please tell me, how did you come here? Did we ever start a fire? Did anyone ever start a fire? Luca went straight to bed. Lyrian does make a fire. He also, while he was out scouting, he also got some plant life and stuff that he's going to try to grill. Nice. Okay. Well, I guess heat by the fire. You can't grill it. <laughs> couple, uh, couple of wild veggies. <laughs> where is Mick keeping watch? Is it close to where they're sleeping or are you off a ways? I'm a little off a ways, but I can hear you guys talking. So every now and then I kind of look back, but keep on going. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Reese just kind of motions to take a, a bit. I imagine that we were kind of by the fire there. Reese motions to take a few steps away from the fire in the opposite direction from where Mick is and just kind of brings him close doesn't want to talk too loud to attract these lumberers what they're called? Lumbers. lumbers lumbers the questions that you're asking are quite complicated to answer now i agree with you completely and i i will attempt to be as honest and thorough as possible but if there are questions which i seem to not be able to answer completely i hope you will not take it as me being dishonest merely that there may be a lack of capacity from my side to explain or your side to understand very well. You see, my compatriots and I, we simply said we do not come from this world. And I mean that in a very literal sense. We are not from the fell. We are not from the north. We are not from the east. We are simply from elsewhere. The reason why we appear so different is because in our world, there are many different races, species, things that do not exist from what we have seen here. And by a means which I can only relate to your essence, which I have just learned about last night. We were transported here for purposes of exploration and scouting to discover what lies beyond. We have since discovered that the parties who came before us were less than successful in establishing a civilized colony, and we sent out on our own to explore. Now, the reason why we are meant to kill the Count, I, I do not wish to relay that story all tonight. It, it is a bit of a longer one, and hopefully this will suffice for you tonight, and just know we, we can speak more on the morrow. Very well. Reese, I thank you for your honesty. May I ask you one more question? Very well. Why did you feel a need to keep this information from me? Before we met you, we have run into several individuals, many of whom were less than kind towards us, or simply didn't know how to react to us, as you very well know. We are quite different from those who live here. And... We, we have found it, it just leads to less conflict on our part and on theirs if we tell them we are not from here. That makes sense. I appreciate your honesty. Thank you, Reese. 
Of Do course. you have any questions for me? I simply must just ask you why you are so kind to us initially. You have taken us in. You have some, shown great trust in us. And quite honestly, you have been quite protective of us as well from our first meeting with this Falzer fellow, who I still can't stand. You've always been there to make sure we were on the right side. Why is that? It makes sense that you do not know of the cultures and customs of this place, being from this other world. I do not know what gods you worship, but here there are beings, we call them ethereals. One of them, named Oriel, is the god of chance and luck. He is the god that I follow. I believe that it was good luck that brought you to me. For what purpose, I do not know. But I trust in Oriel. I trust that he is leading me. Reese, who is a paladin and is very familiar with the role of being a deity and taking O's and understanding that relationship, just nods very understandingly and says, yes, I, I, I think I understand. I myself have sworn an oath to my deity from my own world, and it can be quite consuming, can't it? Yes, indeed. Indeed it can. Well, we thank you nonetheless, truly. If there's nothing else, I, I would very much like to rest. Take your rest. It is well earned. Again... Gives a short little bow and then turns and goes to his bedroll. All right. So Mick's watch passes without incident. The sun is completely set by now. You're not quite sure exactly the time. But Lyrian, as you take over for the watch at this point, and Mick settles down, around two hours in, there's a heavy breeze that goes through and you're struck with quite the chill as you pull your leathers and furs and whatever you are wearing around you closely. You hear a, a squawking above you. And it's hard to make out in the night, almost impossible, really. But just you can see it eclipsing some of the stars, the slight form of some kind of bird circling above your party. I make my way over to Reese and I give him a little shake, try to wake him up real quick. <sighs> and you see his eye sockets illuminate immediately. Yes, what is it? There is a strange creature flying above us. I'm not quite sure what it intends to do. <laughs> I can't say I know much better. And then with, with a flutter of wings right next to the fire lands a raven. Like a normal-sized raven? It's about two feet tall. Oh, so it's pretty, okay. pretty it's beefy. Bit, okay. Big A raven. I, I like, <laughs> oh. As soon as it lands, Reese immediately puts one hand on his greatsword, which is laying next to him, and just reaches out the other hand to wake up. Ifran. The big raven cocks its head to one side, and then it starts picking through the edges of the coals of your dying fire with its beak, as if it's looking for some sort of food. And then it goes... Really loudly. Oh, no. <laughs> Not good. When um, it doesn't find anything. Was I successful in waking Ifran up? I, I, Let me roll d20. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's only a three. Sorry. <laughs> I'm out cold. No, uh, yeah, he wakes up. Okay. And then I'm assuming you hear the... Uh -huh, uh -huh. <laughs> okay. Then Reese just kind of crawls a little bit closer. He's still a little bit sleepy. And goes up to Ifran. <laughs> Sorry, I thought that might be something dangerous, but hopefully that won't alert any of these lumbers. <laughs> it's, it's woken up Luca by this point. And it's kind of like flaps its big wings and it kind of hovers in the air just for like two seconds, like kicking its feet a little and then lands back down and caws once more. Is anybody expert in animal handling by chance? Hey, Lyrian, is that one of your skills, Lyrian? If I chose the other one, other <laughs> path... Oh, what kind of ranger um, are you? I, I have a Dang plus it. four in animal handling, so I can. I can. Do you want to try anything before Reese does his thing? 
Dang. Sure. Uh, Lyrian goes to try to calm the raven. Sure. Yeah. Are you bringing anything with you? Using anything? Perhaps or? some food. I yeah. have my, uh, well, I have the food already. That's true. Yeah. I, I actually have some food in my hand. And I make sure I know where my short sword's at <laughs> as well, though. So I'm going to try to calm him, offering him food. Okay. That was not one. <laughs> oh, five. Cock. Um, he trips and rips one of his feathers out. So as you offer your hand toward the raven, it caws really loudly and extends its wings and takes a leap forward and it goes out with its neck and its beak and it snaps around this food and takes it from your hand. Also, it cuts open your hand with its beak, dealing one damage. So since this is technically an attack on him and I'm within five <laughs> advantage. and I'm within five feet. I get Initiative. to attack it. Okay. <laughs> so, because Reese was... Yeah, you said you got your hand on your sword. Yep, so he was just going to go for a, a gut instinct, and he's just going for the kill shot right at the neck. Doesn't want to cause any pain, just take it out. With your great sword? Yep. All right. I'm not going to cause any pain. Yeah, because the entire thing is going to be disintegrated. You'll have disadvantage on that roll. Okay. I mean, it's a very <laughs> What'd hard What did you get, Brett? Nat one. (laughs) So you swing your sword in this big arc and it misses the bird and it lands in the fire and it sends all these sparks and coal up, which then burn the bird. And it starts squawking and flapping its wings and dancing around the fire. And then it takes to the air just like 10 feet above your party. And it's just going. Before anybody does anything, (laughs) Ifran speaks up and he says, if we can get it away from the camp and then perhaps wound it, its cause will lead the lumbers away from us. As it is yet, the lumbers most definitely hear us. Can we not move ourselves away from our camp? We could try. Perhaps leave some food but and... If, if this bird follows us, it is burned. I do not think food is on its mind <sighs> now. I, Very well. I'm going to try to shoot it in the wing. Okay. What, what are you shooting it with? A hand crossbow? Oh, okay. I didn't even know Le- uh, Luca had that. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> I shot it last time. Did you? He no. caught the bolt and stabbed the guy with it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. 21. That hits it. Roll for damage. I hear a butt coming on. <laughs> Seven? Seven. All right. You lethally wound this huge raven. Your bolt goes right into its body, not into its wings. Mm-hmm. And it comes down right on top of Luca and begins attacking you. So it claws you and pecks at you for two damage, all the while cawing and screeching and flapping its big wings. I well, get another attack on it. I, one sec. <laughs> so I'm going to push it off of me onto the ground. Please do not kill it. It is of more use to us alive. If we take our things and leave, perhaps the noises that it makes will be enough to draw the lumbers away from us and cover our retreat. Very well. And Reese puts his greatsword on his back and starts tidying up his things quickly. I just like pull my bedroll up and I'm like ready to ready to bouquet. Well, this bird is still trying to attack Luca. See, it's- All right, cool. Then never mind. Luca doesn't do that. Luca takes another crossbow bolt after pushing the bird off. He's going to try to nail its wing into the ground. Oh my gosh. Okay. <laughs> I'm I'm just stabbing it with the bolt, though. I'm not, like, trying to... It takes all of its feathers, too. I don't know if you'd be able to do that. (laughs) Can Reese assist him? He was pretty close to can, You can try to make a grapple, so just straight up strength against the bird. Dane. 16? Yeah, you are able to restrain the bird. So I'm going to try to stab (laughs) it through its wing, I guess. 14? To hit? 15 to hit, hit, yes. Yeah, that easily hits. Okay, so yeah, I just stab it through the wing. Uh, You deal one damage to it. So it's still alive, and it's screeching and cawing, and you have nailed it to the ground. Cool. All right, now... (laughs) All right, quickly. I roll up my... (laughs) 
<laughs> Bedroll, and I will be on my way. And on the crest of the nearest barrow, the moonlight shining behind it, you see an immense creature standing on all fours. But obviously, the front appendages are arms, not legs. Just this silhouette is strangely shaped. doesn't seem like it has a head. Rather, it's just a flat body, and then it goes back into the hind legs, which are a bit smaller, and it takes a step down the barrow. Lumbering towards you. (laughs) (laughs) Reese just looks towards Ifran and with pretty big eyes and just looking like we should go. Yeah, Ifran's like points his finger and he does a little swirly motion, like rounding everybody up. And then he points in a direction that's not towards the lumber. And he also makes the little quiet finger to the lips gesture so that we should all leave and get as far away from that crow or the raven as we can before the lumber gets to it. How bright is the moon? Fairly bright. Okay, then I will not grab a torch. Okay. Reese, he kind of sticks by Lyrian just to make sure that he gets out all right as we're moving. I roll a stealth roll just to make sure I'm ultra quiet. Okay. Mm, 21. So Mick is able to easily mask his presence. Do you want me to refer to Mick as a he when you're like masquerading as Mick? Yeah. As a man? Yeah. That will help people remember that. I'm I'm a a tailored man. man. In in man form. For all. Man form. For all purposes. (laughs) (laughs) You have a choice to make right now. Either you go now and you sacrifice part of your camp that you created, or you take the extra time to fully pack up your camp. How big is this camp? I did. I thought we just had like... It was bedrolls, a fire, maybe a little stove, uh, your backpack and possessions laid out, armor and such that you didn't want to sleep in. Good thing Larian had all his stuff. Good to I, go. Uh, Luca picks up his stuff. Yeah, everything was on my body. Okay. Oh yeah, because you had taken watch... Yeah. Not shortly before, so. Ifran leaves his stuff. Yeah, Reese just grabs whatever armor he had taken off and his sword and leaves. Luca also describes his pack, but he also take up his like hardened leather armor and stuff. Like, okay. He's not leaving without that. The bedroll he leaves, he doesn't care. Lyrian helps out, grabs some stuff because <laughs> he already has all his stuff. Okay. All right, so cool. you get the majority of your camp in your hands and you can book it. Okay. We book it. <laughs> nice so you are what are you going like full speed out of here headed west or what as i am stealthy oh, as possible yeah i am slow but steady wins the race yeah. did anyone else besides mick do a stealth roll then we can all right then you should luca hold on i gotta i gotta do a little calculation here. that was a nat 20 okay really wow. disappears into the night <laughs> 16 okay lyrian 21 and reese 11 So Reese is lagging a bit behind and is making a little more noise with his heavy armor and such. And then everything goes quiet. (laughs) Actually, yeah, you don't hear the squawking of the raven anymore, but you do hear something. Imagine hearing a horse galloping, but as if it were an elephant. Oh, it's like an elephant galloping. (laughs) (laughs) If elephants could gallop. So imagine like being in the middle of a war elephant charge. And like, you know, 200 BC Rome. At the back of this procession that is your group, Luca, and then in last place, Reese, turning around, you see illuminated with a silver lining by the moonlight, this 
gray black creature, its skin pulled tight against these rippling muscles. It moves like a gorilla as it is barreling toward you. It has no eyes. It has these strange folds of skin on its face that you can only determine are some sort of mouth as it lets out this eerie, low, bellowing note. Are these kind of like front-loaded? Yes. Your shoulders? Yes. Yeah. How far away could I potentially get? Because I move very fast and I was very sneaky, so... So you can move one and a half times the distance everyone else could? Cool. So you're a good ways ahead of everyone else. Well, I also veer off to the side. And Ifran was also listening. And as he hears the, kind of the, the thudding speed up, because that's like the only sound that there is out there. Yeah, yeah. Everybody else in the party hears a very shrill whistle coming from a little ways away further ahead of you and kind of off. So not exactly because everybody was kind of going towards the west. It runs more towards the southwest. As Reese in his clanking armor looks back over his shoulder, he sees this 30 so foot tall creature veer off in the direction of the whistle. And he continues on in the direction of everyone else. Just for marching order purposes, it goes Lyrian, Mick, Luca, Reese. Sure. How far away am I from the neck, the river? Yeah. You are between a mile and a half to two miles away from the neck. Wow. Okay. Do I know if lumbers sweat? Yeah, they do. Okay, that's not good. <laughs> Wait, why? They're made for that endurance. Well, because if, if they didn't sweat, I could run. just run and they would get overheated fast. Like it would have probably. to stop and pant to, yeah. wow. to vent the extra heat. But if it sweats, it. then it can keep keep running. All right. Which uh, is the question great. is, is 45 more movement than that? We don't know. If run okay. can run pretty quick. That's what I'm saying. But this is like a charging lumber. So. Well, presumably you're sprinting as well. I just mean, like, is its movement speed going to be over 45? That's the question. Because even if it doubles its movement speed, you will also be doubling yours. So, what I do, as they're running forward, I kind of turn back and go to the side behind a tree. Something there like are that. no trees here. There are no trees? No, okay, it's like, cool. it's, it's like really like low brush. I crouch next to one of those bush trees, whatever they are. I tie... A, how, how far behind is this lumber? So, it veered off toward... Oh, it totally Ephraim. did. Okay, this is what I'm going to do. I am going to tie a rope on one side of that, and then the other side, I'm going to tie a rope along this kind of path, whatever, towards my people. I'm going to be ready with my dagger, and I'm going to start to make some noises. If the river is west, Ephraim runs southwest, where do you run? I run kind of in the middle of that. Okay, so just like the between those two? Yes. Southwest, west. Southwest, west. <laughs> Okay, so I do that, and okay, I'm I'm ready and everything. I'm assuming you guys are seeing this. And you've tied a rope, just to be clear, you've tied a rope between two large shrubs. Yes, so that when he runs in my direction, I can trip him. <laughs> okay. Okay. That's true. Well, I mean, so, like, even if even if he like tears through the shrubs, maybe it's enough resistance to get him to you know yes. stumble, yeah. especially if it's dark out. I'm very because talented. he has no eyes. <laughs> All right. Why don't you make a performance check for your noise making? I can't even performance check. You sure? Yeah. <laughs> Got your loot and everything. What is that, 17? And then performance I'm proficient in, so 24. You begin making a whole lot of noise, banging on stuff, playing your loot, 
and you don't even hear Ephraim's little shrill whistle anymore, and you do hear the lumber moving toward you now. Now that you've made your presence known, if you want to conceal yourself, yeah, roll for stealth again. 23. After you make all your noise, you dip behind some other low vegetation. I'm really just need to stop moving. I can't see, so. Yeah, but just in case. I I do breathe quite loud. (laughs) (laughs) I have a question. Yes. So with the magic, would it still be the same if I was to use, like, components? I wouldn't be able to do it? You don't know. Okay. So, Ifran, you now notice Mick a little ways closer to the group and more northward, making a whole ton of noise, and that lumber has changed course once more. Do I know how well these things can smell? No, not really. You're not a biologist. Yeah, I was, I was wondering if that was in my repertoire. So. <laughs> you, you know it sweats, but you don't know how it, <laughs> if it smells well. So, I was just, uh, yeah, just, just wondering... Um, okay, cool. Then, um, yeah, I'm, I guess I'm gonna, I'm gonna cautiously follow the lumber. Okay, because you're still way ahead of it. Y- yeah, so, like, I'm gonna, I'm not, not like an intercept course, but, like, I can tell it's, like, veering off back towards the group. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna kind of go a little bit more towards the group. Sneaky-like. Okay, so, and... Then Leary and Luca and Reese, are you still making a beeline for the river? Well, after the two noises, Reese is looking around, so he he can see things with his dark vision. I'm assuming he can't see um, Mick, because he concealed himself, but can he see that the lumber has once again changed course? Yeah, it was going at like a 45 degree angle away from you, and now it's in between there. Okay, so Reese slows down a little bit, because he doesn't see Mick anymore. Can he see Efran? Approaching, Is Ifrin going toward the group? Yeah. You can see Ifrin now moving toward you. Okay, so he slows down a little bit, and he's trying to get behind where the lumber would be. He, he doesn't want to make his presence known, but if anything happens, he wants to be able to be in a position to help. So he's going to slow down, try to put himself in a position where he could intercept the yep. lumber if needed. But If you continue toward Ifrin, you will go right in the path of it. Very well, but he doesn't want to go across the path because right, if possible, right. it can just run past him and he's fine with that. And Luca and Lyrian? Luca Luca probably can't see much because no. he's kind of blind. <laughs> so I think he's just going to keep running. Like, I don't think he knows anything's changed. Yeah, I mean, you, you hear the the distant river and like, I hear you these can two see sounds. Lyrian in front of you as well. At least Lyrian. Okay, so I can see Lyrian and Lyrian hasn't let Lyrian, you go do what you're going to do, and then so, I might adjust what I do accordingly. Uh, noticing that the noise that Reese was making as he was moving has kind of changed. Uh, it's not so apparent. He looks back and notices what's going on, and he stops, and he's trying to figure out what's going on exactly, because he heard mixed music earlier, so he's a little confused as to why everybody has stopped what they were doing, and now, in a sense, facing this creature. Is he still running as he figure this out, or is he slow well, down? Well, he stops. So does Luca run right past him? <laughs> <laughs> well, or I imagine... Um, well, no, seeing seeing Lyrian stop, he knows Lyrian can see better than he can in the dark, so Luca just kind of follows suit, doesn't really know what's going on, but doesn't want to talk, because he's like, oh yeah, there's this, you know, lumber who's following noises. So he stops. He's, he's going to do what Lyrian does. We'll see who the lumber goes after. 
How far away did we say the river was? Two miles. Two miles. Two miles. Okay. Do we know if there are any streams, significant streams nearby? Other than general wetness underfoot, there are no large streams running through where you are. That's too bad. We're in the marshes, aren't we? A, a little bit. So, looking out at the lumber, those who can see it, now that Mick has stopped making noise, and as Ephron is moving silently across the plains, it changes course once again, going even a little more northward, Mm-mm. heading right for Reese. <laughs> Do I notice this? Yeah, it's 120 feet away from you. How fast is it? Like, can I tell that it's closing the distance pretty quick? Yes. Okay. So Reese, upon noticing this, instantly stops. He pulls out the blue vial from his side bag. He doesn't really know how he's supposed to take it, so he just uncorks it and downs it. You feel an odd surge within your body, like a violent chemical reaction happening in your stomach and then going throughout your arms and your blood, and you're forced to your hands and knees for just a second, and then you get back up in your feet. And all the while, the lumber is getting closer? Yes. All right, so... It is now 80 feet away from you. Okay. So as I'm kind of collecting myself, I stand motionless until it is about 15, 20 feet away. So you said this was 30 feet tall originally. Is that 30 feet tall, like on all fours? Yeah. So it's like six times, five times the size of all of us? Yeah. Holy butterballs. So (laughs) as it's moving, Larian's actually going to try to draw his bow. And I'm assuming that this is some kind of taller grass. So if I shot it into the grass behind the creature, that it would make noise. The grass varies, but there's some patches of taller grass. Okay, Larian's going to try to do that. Just keep in mind that while Larian is doing this, someone in heavy armor is now, it fell to the ground and is now getting back to their feet. Yeah, the sound (laughs) of an arrow may not be very great. Well, I figure, uh, you know, it has some pretty good hearing, and if it hears something, you know, like shift behind it or something, it might react to that. You get it close enough. That's probably not going to do it. That's a uh, 15. <laughs> you overshoot it a little bit, and it does land in some tall grass, but you surely don't hear anything. Is it still charging at me? It is still charging at Reese. It is now 40 feet away from you. Okay. I'm going to give everyone but Lyrian one action to do whatever you want. So we'll start with Ifrim. Okay, are there any more of those dang birds around? <laughs> you, you don't see any. Yeah, I'm pretty limited into what I can do. I could try whistling again. You do have your whistle, and it's about 60 feet away from you. Okay, I, yeah, I will, uh, I, I let out one more shrill whistle. And as soon as I'm done with the whistle, I try my best to silently move to another location and stay still. Do a stealth roll with disadvantage. 11. Okay, the lumber goes past Mick, and it goes right through your rope, and it doesn't even touch it. Like, like <laughs> Wait, it misses it oh, completely. Oh, are you kidding me? <laughs> and then I silently say to myself, oh, crap. <laughs> and so you are now behind it. turns it. on its heels. <laughs> okay, so what's going to happen? My stealth is still pretty good, huh? Yes. So I can even run, and it won't hear me. You, if you want to try running, you'll, do an, uh, you'll have to do another roll. Okay, I'm going to try running after it, and I have my rapier and my dagger in my hands. Don't Ooh. roll the one. Double. All right. <laughs> roll for stealth. 15. Okay, you run after the lumber, and you're barely close to it, and it doesn't seem to notice you. However, 
you're losing it in the brief time that you're running behind it. Like, it is faster than you are. Luca. Luca is going to find himself a space about the size of this beast's body far away from Reese and <laughs> hunker down and hide. Do you know where Reese is? Can you see him? Ah, I think I, we were all like, I guess his face me. is Wait, glowing. You're going toward Reese? No, I was going towards Leary, and Larian stopped, so I stopped. Oh, okay. I kind of look around. I see, I see glowing eyes here, and he's always like, Hoo? <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to stop and be like, maybe this is time to make our stand, boys. <laughs> and in this case, I want to be in a place where I can stab this stupid thing after it hits Reese. All right, you are closer. You're about 30 feet away from Reese. Okay. So then we'll go to Reese. So 15 feet away from you. Is this charging thing? <laughs> this charging thing. Alrighty, so it's 15 feet away from me. I've now stood up, gotten my bearings. Do I still feel kind of the rejuvenation yes. inside of me of this Dude, thing? It's so big, you might be able to dive underneath its legs and it's so, not even touch you. I, I feel the power. I still remember, kind of in the back of my mind, the feeling that uh, Lyrian had described of not being able to use my magic. And in the back of my head, I just quote back my oath of vengeance that I took when I was a paladin, keeping in mind that my end goal is to take vengeance upon both Tristra and the Count for <laughs> taking my good friend Vamok. And I say, fight the greater evil. No mercy for the wicked by any means necessary. And I vanish into thin air. <laughs> Misty steps <laughs> I move 30 feet over to where Luca is hiding, and I reappear kneeling down beside him. I wish I would have known you could do that before I whistled. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You are safe and sound. All of this happens simultaneously. Yeah. So as you vanish, Ifron whistles. Oh, gosh. <laughs> so it's 35 feet away from you as it then turns toward the whistle and starts lumbering toward Ifron. <laughs> and it can close that distance in one turn. Can I run perpendicular to the course that it's running? Like straight left or right? Because I figure if this thing is 30 it's feet gotta tall, have some momentum it's, it's hard for it to turn. Yeah, it's got to have some momentum. And let's be frank, guys, this bad boy... I mean, you can, if you go left facing it, you're going to go right toward your group. If you go right, you're going a little ways back into the stream barrows where there could be more of them. Fun little bit here. It would take you under six minutes to run two miles at 90 feet every six seconds. Dang. Wow. Good for you. <laughs> as long as I can keep taking that dash action, I can make it. <laughs> you know what? Screw it. I'm going to dash straight for this guy and try to weave in between his feet. Hot dang. Okay. He's 30 feet tall, so. He's gonna have huge feet. Like, I'm like, this might be, like, I don't even think elephants are that tall. This is like twice the size of an elephant. Yeah. He's got big old feet. So he's gotta have huge legs. This should be like, theoretical. If I miscalculate this one, it could You're be totally bad. <laughs> <laughs> it could be bad. Alright, I need you to roll a d100. <sighs> what does the guy say in the, uh, in the Hobbit, in the animated one? Black Arrow. You've never failed me before. <laughs> that one. 85. Okay. You are able to safely weave underneath the lumber. Holy crap. <laughs> also, this is about three times the size of an African elephant, just for comparison. And it just continues on its course, heading now southwesterly away from you all. Okay, so actually, Luca doesn't say anything because he's like scared out of his <laughs> yeah. shorts right now. <laughs> you, you wait a few minutes until the boom, 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 boom has died down until you all come together once more. Luca turns to Ephron and just says, 
Ifron, I think you may have undersold the size and might of that particular creature. I confess I have never seen one before. <laughs> <laughs> I, <laughs> I hope we never see one again agreed agreed also that was amazing running between its feet I've never seen anything like that that's because you didn't see it remember you can't see it <laughs> right I did but Luca's completely I, blind Luca, Luca I was telling you everything that was going on <laughs> he's running in between the feet oh my gosh he's got a machete <laughs> what's he doing he's on top of it <laughs> Mick, as you reach Ifron, I assume you stop. And now you've all come together. <laughs> well, at least the worst is behind us. <laughs> yes, I don't think I'm very tired anymore. The river. 